Let's grab Cam Partington, a regular racing HQ, because he's got his finger on the pulse and he's always got news from the Queensland Division of the Trainers Association. And with that conversation with Larry, and I wasn't potting the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission, I just think you can't buy experience, whatever industry, even in this radio industry, you cannot buy experience. And uh, it'd be nice to have some more senior officials involved in the future. And I know they've been on a massive recruitment drive. Anyway, Cam Partington is joining me. Good morning, Cam. Yeah, good morning, Stephen. And uh, just in relation to uh, Curic and uh, the association? Yeah, look, um, as you well know, the, the ATA through the Alliance, which is the breeders, owners, jockeys and the trainers, got together with the minister about a month ago, just requesting her to have some input into in like a review into the, the operation and the management of Curic. We've just been disappointed for, you know, for probably a couple of years with, as you say, the experience of the stewards. A lot of, you know, very good people there, but they don't have the experience and there's a lot of turnover of staff, a lot of issues that trainers um, in particular are facing on a daily basis that we just don't feel the relationship was strong and there was a good partnership between the industry administrators being Racing Queensland and Curic and then associations like us. So we want to see that communication bridge a lot better across all for all parties. So um, the minister listened to us and she announced last week that she'd get an independent review done on Curic, which um, which will be you know, announced in the next few days as far as who that will be. And there'll be a steering committee that will you know, ensure that it goes looking in the right places. Just trying to sort of, you know, we want to get, you know, Curic obviously is a, is a third party to Racing Queensland or a separate body, um, which is different to any other state in, Queens, in, in Australia. Uh, Tasmania is the other state that we're doing it that way. They've sort of seen the light and they're going back. But while we've got an independent sort of integrity arm, we have to work with it. But it doesn't mean we have to put up with, you know, you know whether it be just inadequacies, I suppose, is the word. And, and, you know, so hopefully the ministerial review will pick up on those things and, and, and make some changes to the, to the culture and to the logistical sort of workings of, of Curic and the betterment of racing. I know David Fowler's been talking about even just something like track ratings, which are so crucial. Yeah, Stephen, you know, track inspections in the morning, you know, not getting done until the stewards arrive at 10 o'clock and participants then finding out that the track's different, you know, or race meetings called off and just a lot of things that are happening. And it's such a difficult job, integrity in racing. No one says it's easy. Um, you know, even if we talk about the current situation with lightning, um, which is, you know, we, we sort of found that lightning's become a problem in, in, in racing in the, in the last, you know, few weeks, which you think, well, where's it been for the last 100 years? And it's obviously just different rules and, and, and obviously on the back of incidents that might happen, um, you know, with, with people getting hit by lightning. And we then have Curic trying to administer on the run on race day how to handle, you know, a race meeting when you've got lightning within the vicinity. And the word vicinity itself has got, you know, some ambiguity to it. And we understand how difficult that is. And something as simple as, you know, when do you stop the races and when do you start the races and then how long do you delay them for? Well, having the experience people in the right jobs and also having a, a policy and, and having done the homework prior so you know when these situations occur what has to happen. That's where we lack in Queensland. We seem to just constantly be trying to do it on the run and that's when people get frustrated because they you know rules come out that they didn't know existed or they get made up on the day and and then inconsistencies. You get one venue that says, oh we know we're not running because of lightning and then you'll see another venue that might be running with a with a different sort of criteria around the lightning. So you know, hopefully, you know, if something changes at Curic, it'll bring in some uniformity, um, better relationships, better communications, and, and overall just, you know, better better for everything. Yeah, when you think of some of the names, you know, Ray Murray, Steve Ralton, Terry Bailey, Kim Kelly, Reid Sanders, Alan Reardon, you know, those those sort of gentlemen that uh, that had so much respect 
uh, around the country were in Queensland at one time or another. Yeah, Stephen, you sort of, you know, I mean, as I say, there's some, still some great people trying to do their best, but they are inexperienced and they're under pressure too. And, and those pressures are brought upon by you know, the way the logistics are being run at Curic, you know, and, and, and whether they've got to be smarter with the way they do things and they're wanting to take on extra responsibilities off race clubs. will do that, but have the infrastructure behind you before you try and do it. Otherwise, the race club, you know, gets left without its judge or without its, without its you know, whatever, scales, attendance and all these sorts of things. And just just sort of doing a better job across the board. And, and hopefully this, you know, review the minister's, you know, doing, which will start in January, will will we'll sort of show up all these concerns and, and get them fixed. You mentioned Grace, Grace. There's been lots of changes in government. Uh, obviously, we've got new ministers since uh, Palaszczuk, of course, has gone. Steve Miles is now our Premier until the, the election in 2024. But Grace, Grace is still the racing minister. Yes, Steve, that's how, all we know at the moment. Grace has gone on holidays, um, I, I think, sort of within the last few days. So she was she was here for the announcements of the, of the Premier change, things like that. But, look, Grace has been a great ambassador for racing from the point of view of availability if nothing else whenever we needed something you know we could go to go to the minister and you know easily the most accessible minister we've ever had in in my time and we look forward to her staying on there she had a lot of political punch which was good for us and um and listened um, as i say she listened you know to what we what we needed to do with curic and she's done something about it so look we hope that she stays on but at the end of the day you know nothing lasts forever so obviously there's a new minister on the horizon somewhere and when that happens we'll you know we'll, we'll welcome that change yeah october of course, 26th of October is the Queensland uh, state election next year. Work cover's been a big issue. We've talked about it tirelessly, you know, with the, ex you know, the extravagant um, costs involved with, you know, big stables over $200,000 a year in some stables and Kelly Sweet is a big bill that he sent us over a hundred grand earlier this year. Where we sit because Racing Queensland are going to provide some relief for participants or trainers. Yeah, Stephen, look, this is something that you and I have spoken about probably a dozen times in the last 10 years. And, and the ATA's just been, you know, passionately campaign, campaigning to Racing Queensland to step in and help what is a national problem. It's not just in Queensland, it's everywhere, and it's going to only get worse. It's just related to the fact that, you know, racehorses are dangerous, the racing conditions are dangerous, you know, that we work, at, you know, in the dark early in the mornings, all the things that, you know, you know, breed, accidents and incidents, and then the work cover themselves, the claims go through and there's not a lot of checking. So our trainers are on the end of these huge work cover bills. At the end of the day, uh, they're a responsibility to the owner. It's just a matter of how the trainer can pass that bill on because it's all the cost of, you know, preparing and training a racehorse. Getting that cost to the owner directly through through an invoice is not easy when you, you've been asking to continually increase your costs due to the fuel increases, the feed increases, rents, wages, superannuations, everything else that goes into running a business or any normal business. But in racing, the work cover is out of control. It's been going up at about 40% per year for the last 10 years. In line with, say, CPI, which might be 6%, that's a huge increase where each year the trainer should be putting up his, his costs that he proportions to his, to his business for work cover by that 40%, and he just hasn't been able to do it. If, if they did that, they'd be uncompetitive with both other trainers who maybe don't apply the work cover properly, and also interstate trainers who have got, a, particularly in New South Wales, who've got a distinct advantage in the way they self-insure. They don't use a work cover system like we do, and it's probably about a, a third to a quarter of the cost to train horses to use for, for work cover in New South Wales to Queensland, which is astronomical. So full credit to RQ, CEO Jason Scott and the board 
for just acknowledging and then putting into place. So they'll be taking 1% out of prize money from the 1st of January, and that's out of TAB prize money. Um, they've left the non-TAB uh, alone at the moment, um, and, and obviously there's not a lot of money in that pool anyway, but the, the TAB, that'll produce about $1.7 sort of million per annum, Steve, which will go into a pot to help try and do two things. Give it some, you know, some relief to the premiums, and it'll be up to around that sort of 10 to 20 percent of a trainer's premium will get reimbursed by Racing Queensland. But more importantly, from our point of view, is to to address the problem, and that's the the work cover issue itself about reducing the amount of claims and incidents. And we can do that via workplace health and safety programs and standards to be put in place and checking to make sure that everything is possible done to make sure the workplace environment is safe and incident free or at least limit the incidents. And then take the next step to say, what about the claims that go through? Are we getting those people back to work quick enough? Are they staying on work cover for far too long? All those things cost money. Are the claims themselves, are some of them questionable? Should they be should they be work cover claims or are they, you know, just getting getting put on without the right amount of checking? So if we can address all those things, all, all that stuff, everything costs money and at the moment we don't have that as far as the individual trainer. So getting Racing Queensland to have the funding to put towards that, Steve, is going to you know, really turn that ship around, and that's the work cover ship that's sort of out of, out of control and just getting worse. Hopefully this announcement and, and you know, the, the thoughtfulness of RQ to, to get on top of it. And as I say, we've been trying for over 12 years, so for, to Jason Scott's credit and his board, to, to say, look, we're doing it now, it's starting. Um, look, we can't be thanking enough. In wrapping up, you're going to mention a holiday unit up on the Sunshine Coast. You've mentioned this before that is available for racing participants. Tell us about that, Kent. Yeah, through our CRISP, which is Q-R-I-S-P, if you, um, you Google that, you'll find the Queensland Racing Industry Support Program. And look, we do a lot of things to help racing participants that's thoroughbred racing people who get themselves in any sort of difficulty financially or through illness or injury or accidents. We're there to sort of help them uplift their spirits, get them back on track and, and, and show that the racing community cares about them. Great sponsorship from TAB and Labrokes and Racing Queensland and all the race clubs in Queensland get behind it and help us. But we do have a, a holiday unit up at the Sunshine Coast and look, it's available actually from this Thursday, Steve, to, to Boxing Day, which is normally a prime time it would rent out for a couple of thousand dollars. But we've decided to um, to give a racing family an opportunity to, to have a Christmas that they that they wouldn't be expecting. So I'll just say that on air now, Steve, that if there's a racing family out there or you know of one that um, would really love to have a two-bedroom unit for, for four or five nights up at Caloundra, um, starting from Thursday through to Boxing Day, get in touch with me this morning. Um, our committee will sit quickly and work out, you know, if we think there's someone viable and um, and we'll get them into into a great little holiday for Christmas and, and raise their spirits and at a time that they might be, you know, doing it tough. As I say, it could be an injury, an illness, it could have been storm damage, flood damage, who knows what it might be. But um, yeah, Steve, they want to give me a call this morning and, and we'll try and work out that we can get a racing participant into that Calandra holiday unit for Christmas. Thanks for your help all year. Merry Christmas to yourself and family. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Stephen. Bye, and mate. Cam Partington from the Queensland Division of the Australian Trainers Association. Actually, Cam, are you still with us? Yes, mate. Yeah, just one question I wanted to ask you. Obviously, you're managing Michael Rodney. He's going along well since returning. Uh, has he got any thoughts of ever, you know, going into state again in the future, or is he fixed in Queensland now, Michael Rod? 
Well, look, Michael's, you know, as you say, going fantastically. When he's, it was such a strong, slow build-up to get his get his fitness 100%. He just wanted to be in front of the game, not behind it. So he's now in a position where he's, you know, very, very fit, very happy, riding extremely well, as you see by the winners. Going into state, always available to go down south. Obviously, you know, he's a world-class rider, putting him on... In, on those big stages, whether it be in Sydney or in Melbourne or, or wherever, more than happy to be there any time. But he's obviously family has moved to Brisbane. His kids, are, his little daughters are both in you know in schools here. So he's he's here for the long term as far as this is where he's going to live and this is where he's going to work, but always available to, to travel to the bigger races. And I'm sure that um, his service will get called upon um, very, very soon, I would think, the way he's riding. Thank you. Thanks, David. Cam Partington, yes. Michael Rod, of course, returned about October and as a steady flow of winners as well, including that horse, as I said on Saturday, that he won't forget in a hurry. And a Macore ran solidly on the weekend, just had a habit of wanting to lay in its shade, that horse, but that was his toughest test. And I, I thought he acquitted himself quite well there on the weekend. And as he matures, you'd think um, quite exciting for Sean and, and Michael and Mike Byers, the owner, um, that he might ultimately get over ground, uh, Anna Macore, uh, in the future.